I'm your host, Jack Austin. With me, as always, is the Cyborg. Say hi, Cyborg. It smells like fishing here now. It does, <laughs> but it smells wonderful. Hi, Megan. Hi. How are you? I don't like the smell of fish. Well, you're weird. You it's never bring dang. microwaved fish into a podcast Especially studio. Especially a That's hot room. That's not robe. true. It's not true. Ugh. It's a rule on the door. Rob is, is in podcast Our jail. wonderful friend, Robert Lamb, just brought some of his microwaved salmon <laughs> so I could have a bite, and it was really good. It's and hard to yell guys, at them. Now it smells god-awful in here. It does not. It smells really good. No, it smells like old fish. You know what else smells like old fish? Ford Supply Company. No. This episode <laughs> of Alter Ego is sponsored by Ford Supply Company, makers of all-natural and organic soaps for men. With scents like tropical teakwood, citrus IPA, and cypress pine. But I've talked about those. There are some new seasonal scents coming that I don't know if our... People could tell us what they yeah, are. They I got the new spec sheet for little, their new product. A little <laughs> sneaky peeky. Yeah, because by right. the time this comes out, yeah, it, it will be released. up and running. Hey, by the way, by the time this comes out, happy Thanksgiving. Yes. I hope you had a wonderful hope Thanksgiving. And all time. of your family came over and nobody got the police called on you. And everybody was able to spend time with your family. Just eat and here's mac a and contingency and plan. I saw this the other day because my friend Mark sent it to me. People say, what you're having for Thanksgiving? Say, I'm going to have beef. And then swing on a family member. Yes. <laughs> that made me laugh so hard. What are you I was bringing? Like, this beef. is perfect. <laughs> what are you bringing? Beef. Bam. <laughs> uh, so how we're going to do this is I'm going to re-go through this, this ad. But when I get to Cypress Pine, you're just going to transition straight to it and tell me the holiday sense. Oh. And then I'm going to jump back into it. And we're going to be a seamless transition. Where I have to pull it from memory, you, too. You ready? Oh, boy. Okay. Kay. Ford Supply Company. This episode of Alter Ego Podcast is sponsored by Ford Supply, makers of all natural and organic soaps for men with scents like tropical teakwood, citrus IPA, cypress pine, mint vanilla, uh, cypress and pine, and uh, spiced cranberry. <laughs> Isn't cypress, cypress and, and pine, pine is somehow different from Wait, cypress and no, no, no. pine? No, no, no. It's not cypress and pine. It's cedarwood and pine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> not Visit, as Paula said we'd hoped. <laughs> are you a part of this ad? It sounds not. just like Visit Jack. their website at Ford Supply to order online and use promo code ALTERIGO to get 10% off your order. Ford Soap. Real soap. No bullshit. Sorry, guys. When I get nervous, I get I speed very highly. He does. Ah! <laughs> <Whoa>! <laughs> I'm having a great time. Yeah. I need to pull the mic away when I do that. But no, that was actually good. You're not you're not popping at all. I'm looking oh, at the levels right here. No so pop, you're... no locking. All right, I like yeah. it. No yeah. popping and dropping. You know who does pop and lock? Tony Anello's. <laughs> Tony Anello's Southern Italian Cuisine and Grills, a hidden gem that's family-owned and operated on the outskirts of St. Petersburg at 1136 Pinellas Bayway South, Tierra Verde, Florida. This is a must-try for a homemade Italian lunch or dinner. Just remember to bring your appetite because the portions are very generous. Call for a reservation today at 727-867-3577 and check out TonyAnellos.com. Sorry, I yelled. I'm just excited. About Venom. Oh, and I venom, love venom. that Rob let me know before we walked in. He's like, hey, uh, so Monday's episode you said was the last week of November, but the 30th is Monday. And I was like, uh-huh. Uh, I know. 
I saw that. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. So the last week of November part two is what we'll call this episode. <laughs> last week of November part, part two of one. Part two of one. <laughs> ah, cop doctors. Today where we discuss uh, Venom and comics. This is one of my faves. I can tell you're very excited. You have a stack of comics ready to I go. I did bring. Well, I didn't bring. I, okay. So to to clarify, me, I, I did bring a stack of comics, but what I brought was all of Lethal Protector 1 through 6, just because I wanted to remember to take the picture and show you guys the art from the first wonderful solo venture of Mr. Venom, uh, Lethal Protector. It's a great series. If you haven't read it, you really should. It's what the Venom movie that we discussed last week with Mark Hoffmeyer was based off of, loosely based off of. Very, very loosely based off of. But it was still good. And I also brought uh, Venom 30. This is in his most recent run, uh, which is kind of what I want to discuss today and see kind of where things are going. I breezed through it right before we sat in here, and I was like, oh, boy. Because this is setting up directly the newest series, which I have not the first of the series, but the first offshoot, Symbiote Spider-Man, number one, for the King in Black series. Ooh, that is released on Wednesday this week. We've all been years. talking about, and this cover that I have is bad F and A. Uh, I really am excited for for this one to come out. And so when Carnage, Absolute Carnage came out, I just read the Absolute Carnage story. And I have the trades and I have the single issues too. Why? I don't know. But I need to go back. And find all those offshoots like the Absolute Carnage Deadpool, Absolute Carnage Scream, which I have, um, and read all those because I really want the full story. So for this time, for this this go round, because I know Megan is very excited for King and Black as well. I am very much so. Uh, I told him, give us all of them. Give us all the King and Black offshoots because we really want to read them and see where it goes. But before we get into that, as Mark is breezing through them. I was going to say, I've never read this Marvel uh, Venom issue 30, but these visuals are I was just, yes. I was just watching your eyes light up as you were thumbing through the pages. Am I like a little 10-year-old like, kid? Like, oh my God, look at that. <laughs> oh my God, look at that. And I'm, I'm kind of disappointed that it's on 30 because at this point I feel like I can't catch up. That's not true. Oh, 30. You can I breeze through 30 in, in a, a weekend. In a day, I caught up with all of them. So, so you're going to you're news, gonna go through we? a little bit of news. Ooh. There's a lot of better news, actually. Ugh. News to me. You said it was only a little. Now you're lying to us. Yeah, and then I went and looked. I was like, oh, God, I'm wrong. So the first bit of news is Venom-related. Oh. It's indicating that we might see Mr. Spider-Man in Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Really? Yes. Is that what it's called, Venom, Let There Be Carnage? Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. Ooh, I didn't see that. Is that a bit of news? No. No, what? that's not a bit of it news. It was. That's old news. Yeah, that three is. months oh. ago. Oh, wow. But <laughs> <laughs> you got to um, get on the Instagram. So as these things often happen, uh, the new Halloween costumes for next year are already starting to be uh, prototypes and things of that nature. And they released a Venom 2 costume. Mm -hmm. And it is the traditional Venom. Mm -hmm. All black, white eyes, big long tongue, big teethy maw. I'm but waiting for the big specific. spider in the middle. Whoa. So that makes me think that they are somehow going to allow Tom Holland to show up this go around. Mm. And maybe, just maybe, 
Venom gets on to Spider-Man, and they do well. Mm-hmm. But I think the bond between Eddie and Venom lets Venom kind of upgrade, if you will, mm-hmm. and then jump onto Eddie Brock, and that's how they are able to suppress Carnage. Please, God, don't one-off Carnage. Don't do that. They will. Keep him around. Mm-hmm. Do not one-off Woody Harrelson and Carnage. I know you guys are listening. Tom a Hardy's a big fan of the show. I know he's listening. Tom, this is important. Carnage needs to be a recurring character. Why are you telling Tom? He doesn't need to be prominent because yeah. he's one of the guys who helps with the writing and the producing and all that stuff. He's Tell your very brother invested. Ed. Yeah. Oh, Hardy. So, Tom, oh, I don't know what kind of strings you need about, to pull. Wait. Woody, Woody Harrelson, another big fan of the show. Uh, smoke him if you got him. Please tell them. You were perfect for Carnage, man. You should really knock it out of the park and they should not kill you off. But what if they only do one more? <laughs> then Carnage needs to be there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, Carnage is going to be there. And if we're integrating into a larger universe, why would you throw that ace in the hole down the drain? For one movie. Don't mm. do that. Don't do that. Which I, Tom is involved? Uh, Tom Hardy. Oh, I, th- that's, I was like, wait a second. Tom Holland is involved in Venom writing? I'm confused. Pay so attention. If, I'm just wondering if they <laughs> finally, if Marvel just goes, listen, you're not getting Tom Holland. It ain't happening. Yeah. Do they recast Spider-Man in their own universe? No. No, they don't. That would be silly. That would be Sony recasting their own character in their own universe. That's not going to happen. It's something I see Sony doing. <laughs> I, 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 I don't. That would I don't be see that so happening. Dumb. But, you know, maybe they do something really cheesy like he sees Spider-Man on TV or something stupid. Or maybe just Spider-Man in the costume. You never see his face. Yeah, that could happen. Possible. That's possible. That could happen. And with a voiceover maybe of Tom Holland? Maybe? Mayhaps? We'll see. Looking for a Tom Holland type. Yeah. So <laughs> here's one. Speaking of Tom Holland, there's a trailer for a movie coming out with him in it that I had no idea he was even going to be in. It's called Chaos Walking. Is this the Daisy Ridley movie? Yes. Yes. Oh, I heard about this from somebody, but I haven't actually taken the time to watch it. This is an old movie. This is filmed back in like 2018, I think. So here's your premise. You ready? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You guys all sitting down? Releases January 22nd, 2021. Mm-hmm. Ooh, in a dystopian good. world where there are no women. Oh, God, this sounds like it sucks already. <laughs> and all living creatures can hear each other's thoughts in a stream of images, words, and sounds called noise. Uh-oh. And it cuts losing off. Me. Thanks, IMDb. It's losing me. <laughs> wow. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, hilarity ensues, I got to assume. Because... <laughs> I don't. I don't know. It's called chaos walking. So the uh, the premise, the the trailer looked decent. Looked pretty okay. good. I did not notice that there were no other women, but Daisy Ridley. Is it? Does it look high budget or does it look medium budget? It looks like. Does it look like After Earth with Will and Jaden Smith? So there's there's a difference because there have been some great big budget movies that sucked mm-hmm. and some really great low budget movies that have been amazing with yeah. what they've got. I, I feel like I don't know what the budget is for this movie, but it looks like it was used appropriately. Okay, because I'm worried if it looks too big, it's just going to be like a... Um... It doesn't... It looks big in scale, but not in like set piece scale. Like it looks like they've used a lot of natural background okay. and a lot of actual locations to film on yeah. instead of soundboards or sound stages rather and i think that's a great idea yeah. i love seeing a natural 
full on like redwood forest. Like when you, you talk about Planet of the Apes, I don't know if that was done all on a soundboard, but I know a lot of it was done out in San Francisco in those actual mm-hmm. national parks where they have those big trees. And I oh, think that's cool. You can tell that, the difference. Yeah, you can. I mean, mm. you, I, Megan knows I'm so guilty of this. I'll look at this and go, that's on a green screen. Yes, yeah. he does. Because sometimes you can, it's just. That's on a green screen. And then They're I can't watch there. the rest of the scene without realizing that they're standing in front of a green wall. And I'm like, son of a bitch. Yeah. And I think that's my biggest complaint about a lot of like uh, Justice League and all the Snyderverse stuff. Yeah. They're just, the it whole movie's looks, on a green wall. It looks fake. Mm-hmm. And I love the behind the scenes stuff where it's just them just fighting nothing in front of a green wall. Yeah. Um, I'm interested. I'm going to check out this trailer because I like it, Daisy Ridley. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I am excited to see Daisy Ridley in something that's not Star Wars, not anything against her portrayal of Rey or what happened there. I just like to see some of these actors branch off and see if they're mm. good. Yeah, really branch out, do another space movie, uh, <laughs> really break out a character. Uh, well, this one, if you look at it, isn't really, I mean, I think she comes from outer space, but it's not an outer space movie. Gotcha. Okay. It is sci-fi though. Mm-hmm. So same genre. Yeah. Next one's a little bit of sad news for all of our anime fans out there. Actor Kirby Morrow passed away at the age of 47. Uh, he was known as Goku in Dragon Ball Z. Wow. That's a big name. That's a big hit. So the American... Uh, DBZ actor who plays Goku or who has played Goku. I don't know if he's currently Goku, mm-hmm. but um, he's the one I grew up with. Uh, he's passed away, which oh. is. You know, I feel like we are losing people weekly at this point. Like we're announcing deaths weekly. Mm. Yeah, it's crazy, crazy, Very crazy. Sad. Uh, I, I'm not gonna stay on that one, but um, the next one I've got here: Wandavision on the cover of Empire Magazine. I saw that. Right around the oh, corner, baby. Cool. Ooh, it was a cool I'm looking picture, excited. too. So, so is that going to be a weekly release? It's got to be. I think that's their model. Yeah. Because they can stretch it out, and I'm very happy I was going to say, I, I don't think they release anything in batches unless it's something that was like previously on television mm-hmm. or whatever. So, But I just assumed that it was going to be that I way. feel like they're going to have the model where it's just like, okay, it's eight weeks of Mandalorian. Boom. And then eight weeks of WandaVision. Boom. Yep. Then eight weeks of Winter Soldier and Falcon. Boom. Like, it's just going to keep going. Make it There's happen. Always we always have watch. something. Yeah. I'm Disney, all that's for that. So, yeah. I, I love that genius. model. It's Great. genius. That's the same reason, like, uh, HBO was so proactive in cutting up Justice League. Because they're like, okay, let's make it six parts. Because it's a four, you know, you get past that two-week trial or yeah. whatever. You keep them on for another four weeks. They're probably in. They'll forget to cancel it. They'll go through all that stuff. Yeah. And here's one thing that that's uh, interesting to me. Do we all remember the heated discussion we had about the boys getting the cancel culture mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because they decided to release it in increments mm-hmm. instead of all at once? Where's that for Mandalorian? Yeah, exactly. I can't hear you. Oh, that's right. It's okay. It works. You can be patient. Great. Moving on before I get in trouble. <laughs> Or I go off on a tangent for an hour. Is Rob going to fire you from Alter Ego? <laughs> <laughs> Rob can't fire me. I can fire me. You know what? I'm fired. Uh, De- Hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Roll that music back right quick. Uh, yeah, here we go. Oh, no, my. Kidding. Uh, Ooh, nice little flash. Yeah. <laughs> Deadpool 3 moving forward at <gasps> heard about this with so new excited. writers. Oh, my Are you guys familiar with these here. writers' works? Uh, I or work, I should say. I am familiar. I know that when I read it, I was like, oh, okay, interesting. It's the Mullineau sisters? 
Uh, so what are their works again? They are the writers for Bob's Burgers. Oh, yep. dear God. <laughs> Which I love Bob's Burgers. Me too. So Bob's I'm in. Burgers too. The humor is spot on. Uh, I'm going to say there's an easy translation here. Yep. Here's the thing. And they can do funny without having to do the crude part. They can make things hilarious situationally, and I like that. Yeah. So that way, if they lean into the MCU stuff, it doesn't strip away all the crudeness and also strip away all the comedy. Mm -hmm. To me, there's three factors that are going to make this still a win, right? Mm -hmm. Ryan Reynolds, mm -hmm. obviously. Ryan Reynolds is involved in every part of this movie, from production to writing to casting, I'm assuming. I mean, they're, they're going to let him pick, finally, who's going to be in what. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be in the MCU, mm -hmm. which I think is amazing and fantastic. And part three, it's still going to be a rated R movie. Mm -hmm. it, they are not putting the Disney ears on this. They're going to keep it true to the subject matter. So are they going to do like searchlight pictures or something like that? Whatever they're calling their I don't know yet stuff? where it's going to be. I, I've got to imagine it's going to still be under the Fox brand because mm -hmm. they haven't dissolved that. Well, I know like Fox Searchlight was like their indie brand, and they yeah. changed that to just Searchlight Pictures. Yeah. So maybe they'll just kind of start moving things here and there. I there's they they have to do a lot of things wrong to mess up Deadpool three. Yeah. And the way they're stacking things up, I don't think they're setting it up to win. They've already made Ryan Reynolds the highest paid, eclipsing what Robert Downey Jr. was making. Insane. The highest paid MCU actor. So they are not going to. They're not taking this lightly. Yeah. Yeah. This is an investment, they and they plan on making their money back. Deadpool mm -hmm. can be a cash cow. Because they can bring in, like, solid A-list people to, to, like, a Doctor Strange or whatever to come in, but also they can bring in their mole men and their yeah. D-level villains yep. and really make something out of it, make it funny. Yeah. So they have that whole roster at their disposal. They're going to make Deadpool be in every facet of this. Even the big-time big, big time stuff, they're mm -hmm. going to put Deadpool in, yeah. which is going to be great. And I hope they save it. They don't just do it every yeah. time. They save it for something big. Yeah. Here, there's a couple news stories that I'll just kind of jumble all into one. Uh, there was one from last week that I didn't mention, but I'm going to mention it now is, uh, regarding Black Panther 2. Disney has come out already and said, no, we're not CGIing Chadwick Boseman. Thank God. There is mm -hmm. only one Chadwick Boseman, and he's no longer with us, and we're not going to put him on in a CGI role. Hats off. Stand up and applause. That's a great idea. I love that. Don't cheapen what we had by putting some, you know, CGI character up there for us to yeah, want have, to just go see. Have that. somebody do it and then CGI the face on it and right. do all that stuff like they did in Fast and Furious. That's and I don't insane. mean this in a bad way, but it would take away from the story. Yeah, you'd be Black looking Panther at it like, too. oh my god, like, man! And all you'd be able to think about is that. And I don't think that's something that Mr. Bozeman would want. He'd mm -hmm. want us to still enjoy the art and see the, his co-workers and his family and his people that he was with continue to enjoy that legacy that at this point he's a pillar in. Mm -hmm. He's a cornerstone in it now. There's no changing that. Um, and they're going to be moving forward with, I think, Shuri. I heard somebody's theory on what they should do, and I really loved it, so I wanted to see what you thought of it. Let's hear it. Instead of making a singular Black Panther, like, oh, Shuri or Umbaku or any of those people are going to be the new Black Panther, it's more like a like a secret society mantle kind of thing where like a couple people perform different tasks as the Black Panther. So it's not just one person. So the idea of the Black Panther is still singular, but it's multiple people carrying yeah, it? Yeah, because one person's not going to fill those shoes. No, I agree. So if like you have... Shuri, 
um, traveling the world with her technology and doing all that stuff, doing like Avenger stuff. And then Umbaku is back um, in Wakanda, protecting Wakanda. And there's just different little, I mean, it's all done under the guise of darkness. So nobody really knows who it is. And it's kind of huh. more like a secret society thing. I think that's really cool. And I, think, I think that's the best way to kind of cover up without just singularly replacing Chadwick Boseman with yeah. somebody else. I think that's really cool in theory. I don't see how you could have people be like, oh, who's the Black Panther? Because there's this five foot two female looking Black Panther and this almost seven foot refrigerator Black Panther. Oh, yeah. Those are two very different people. So <laughs> I think that idea is great. I think that you you don't, I don't know, you don't hide it and say, ah, oh, we're a secret society or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But I think there should definitely be a Black Panther by committee. I like the team. Yeah, me too. I think Imagine having a, a big Black idea. Panther team up where you get like five of them. Or they let M'Baku really uh, stretch out and embrace that white gorilla moniker. Yeah. You know what I mean? And let it be more than that. That would be pretty cool. I mean, he did that pretty well in the first Black Panther. Mm -hmm. So Just don't uh, do a comic accurate yeah. costume, please. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, last one. Black Panther 2 has apparently hired on Tanakh Huerta. As a villain. Oh, is that the guy from Narcos? It is the guy from Narcos. Okay. I, I didn't want to, you know, I, I, I don't know who he is, but I, I didn't want to say his name wrong. Sorry, dude. I know you're a big fan of the show, but please send me a soundbite with you pronouncing your name. So whatever they're doing, they already have it all mapped out because they start filming in July. Yep. So I'm sure it's they, they made their decision. They let it settle for a little bit. They decided what they're doing, and it's full steam ahead now. So are we thinking that this guy could be Namor? Oh, I can see that. He definitely fits the fold. It looks like him. I think Namor's going to be, I, I think they're doing this with a lot of properties and I love it, is bringing these guys in as, as let's put air quotes, villains. Mm -hmm. And then instead of them actually being villains, they're just, you know, misunderstood. They've yeah. got the different goals. You you got to see it from their their point. Take a walk mm -hmm. in their shoes and see why they are. That's one of the reasons Magneto's one of my absolute favorite yeah. villains of it's all time. Because hard to argue Because I them. see where he's coming from, and I'm like, damn, man, I agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? I don't like your method, but, it, yeah. you know, yeah. I understand your message. <laughs> exactly. Uh, speaking of misunderstood and villains and people who could possibly showing up in Marvel movies, there was a really amazing fan theory of who might be Captain Marvel 2's main villain. Who might this be? Do you know who it is? No. Do you know who it is? I'm looking at it, so yes. Rogue. Oh. X-Men. Oh, my God. Because in the actual comic book series, that is how it happens. Rogue shows up as a villain. And then... Then, hold on, we can actually get a true blue comics rogue when we introduce the X-Men in full. Wow. Because yeah, then be Rogue can permanently and, steal Carol Danvers' there's, powers. There's the mend. Here's everybody coming together. Yep. And who's going to get Rogue after they memory swipe her or whatever you want to call who's going to be able to get her back together maybe some guy in a wheelchair <laughs> i think it's amazing i think it's a great idea and i think they should definitely roll with that these uh, i get it you know and, and now you look at it, it's like x-men why did they have to be pigeonholed to one movie why do yeah. the X-Men all have to show up, all 30 characters, all at one time? The X-Men could be a whole universe in itself. Exactly. And it, it would have been if 
it wasn't mismanaged, the, yeah. but still. Yeah, the X-Men can be a faction just like they did the Avengers. Mm -hmm. Because now that we look back, obviously hindsight is twenty twenty. There's enough story for most of these X-Men to carry their own movie. Yeah, absolutely. I would watch a Nightcrawler movie. Yeah. With the right writer, the right director, and the right actor. Yeah. Yep. Any of these characters can be top A-list blockbuster movies. Yep. I mean, think about it. Jean Grey, Cyclops, uh, Colossus, Beast. Mm -hmm. Any of these mm -hmm. guys, I could see them falling. Maybe not all of them getting title one movies, but they have enough story behind them. They can be, they can appear in other things. They yeah. can kind of yeah. tease here and there. Rogue, Kitty Pride, all of them. So I got a question to post to the both of you. Okay. And I probably shouldn't have done this live on the podcast, but I'm going to do it anyway. Oh, oh boy. Are we, as a group, going to watch The New Mutants? Yes. I'm so excited to watch The New Mutants. I want to watch it. Are you not wanting to? Here's something. I saw a clip of it on YouTube the other day. Just uh -huh. a little minute-long clip. Uh -huh. And I was like, ooh, I like this. I want to okay. watch it. Okay. I was interested. Okay. I. You seem uninterested. Mark seems like he's susceptible to seeing critics' reviews. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, when it has like 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't trust Rotten Tomatoes like Mark Hoffmeyer and Robert Lamb. They have also said that some of my favorite movies were rotten. So I want to see it for myself. So who's stupid now? <laughs> yeah, Mark and Rob. No. No, rotten no, no. Tomatoes no, 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 no. There's nothing wrong with it. Uh, you know, it's just, it's all a matter of perception. So, Who's to say, yeah, this movie sucks, unless it's obviously like one of those really shitty movies. I guess like we got to figure room. out when I need to watch Spy so we can do our new Mutants episode because oh, it's out. Let's do it. All right. Yeah, absolutely. We need to do Swamp Things too. Ooh. Not was... all of them are up. There's only six episodes up. Uh, okay. Well, how many are there? Have you watched all six? Don't how many are there before it gets to Have you watched all six? No. Okay. Have you watched one? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's what I no. thought. Uh, that we're definitely gonna be doing a swamp thing because I have been so pleasantly surprised by watching it, and every time I watch an episode, I without doubt, without without fail, message the group and message you and Jen and say, "Have you watched it yet? Okay. Are you on CW?" We're at the end of November, and there's still four more episodes to go up on CW. So okay. let's shoot for January. Yeah, right. that'll be a January all right, topic. All right. Because then we can talk. Because doesn't uh, when does Wandavision come out? Uh, January, mid January. Okay, January so we 15th. can kind of react then mm. to some. To some we yeah. can do some TV oh, yeah. stuff in January, and we can do our Mandalorian recap by then. Yes. Yeah. So, um, and then obviously this is part of the Deadpool news that we talked about earlier. Deadpool planning an R-rated sequel, and I want to see how they integrate a rated R character into a non-rated R film. Our universe, so to speak. I hope just Captain America watches around. Here's the here's my favorite, him. Here's my favorite language. Thing. Language. Here, here's, oh. here's my favorite thing. Oh, I need to see that. Our good friend. Well, Captain America's not around. He's done. Oh. Falcon so, language. Yes. There we go. There we go. So, anybody ever see the movie Be Cool? It was a sequel to Get Shorty with John Travolta. Yes, but like when it came out. So in the very beginning, John Travolta has this monologue where he's talking about. Uh, Rated R movies and PG-13 movies. Mm -hmm. And he says, and this movie, Be Cool, is a PG-13 movie. And he says, in order to get the PG-13 uh, the PG thirteen rating, you know how many times you can say the F word? And he goes, what? And he goes, one. And he goes, you know what I got to say to that? Fuck that. And that's, 
the time they used the F-bomb. So they could still be PG-13, and Deadpool could still drop an F-bomb. And they can, because, like, Hamilton is on Disney+, Plus, and mm. there's, like, three, like, monumental F-bombs in that ah. that people have seen. And they're like, well, if they're going to, if it's on Disney+, Plus, you know, people were, were like, pre-hating it before yeah. it was released a few months ago. and It's all about context, too. Yep, and so they're in those moments, they they don't bleep it out. They literally, as if they record with the, the episode or mm-hmm. the, the broad Broadway showing that they recorded for Disney Plus, mm-hmm. he just says something else and the audience laughs or says something. And there's one, there's one true F-bomb in it. And you're, you're kind of caught off guard. You're like, oh, because I, I had never seen it. I've never seen it on Broadway or anything. And it, it was outstanding. I, I hope you've seen it. It's a, Two or it's a yeah, it's a two-hour movie, and he keeps teasing it, getting yes. cut off, teasing it, getting cut off. And then right at, right the, at the final scene, um, he drops it. Yeah, but yeah, I got to give my buddy Keith Arroyo, who who's a follower of the show, and he 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 sent us that fantastic point that you can say f one time, one time. Oh, you need PG-13 if you say it right, movie, and it's perfect. You're right. If they bait and switch the f bomb from Deadpool the whole time, that'd be amazing. That would be funny. Um, He's yeah. just like. Like the whole time one. I would it. actually like to see them go the Scott Pilgrim versus uh, uh the Scott Pilgrim is it versus the world mm-hmm. uh route where Aubrey Plaza every time she swears her mouth is bleeped out. Yeah. I want to see it. <laughs> and Deadpool say I brought this just cuz I knew it would be a problem. <laughs> um easy peasy. Yeah. Uh Gremlins 3 writer reveals that in the Gremlins 3 reboot, they will not be using any CGI. It'll be all like the other two with actual puppets. Good. Are we happy to see Gizmo come back? Uh, I mean... I don't care. I don't care. (laughs) But I think it's awesome to use practical props in a horror movie. Oh, absolutely. I think that makes it more real. I like it. I don't know. CGI little Gremlins, that'd be terrifying. I never saw the second one, so... Well, you said you had a bit of news you wanted to talk about. It was the Deadpool writer. You stole it from I'm sorry. No, no, no. You highlighted it for me. But I have a bit of news that I have yet to touch on. Oh. That's been in the feed, and I skipped over it on purpose. Why? Because I was so excited. And you guys know me. What could it possibly be? Come on. Dr. Strange I even posted it on my personal Facebook. I was that excited for it. Oh, Come on. Tampa Bay Bucks news? Give me something. <laughs> it's not sports ball related. It is movie oh. related. I'm really disappointed in you that you haven't already spat it out. You don't know what it is? No? Wow. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Nothing. It was a major franchise getting announced that it's getting a reboot. I feel like I'm I haven't Disney. been on Facebook. so From uh, the same people that developed 10 Cloverfield Lane. I heard about this one. They also did project. They also wrote the scripts for the Kingdom, Jack mm-hmm. Ryan, mm-hmm. something called Treadstone that I don't know what it is. Oh, is it the Predator? What? Oh, it's the Predator. Oh, <laughs> Predator Five's I'm coming out. Disappointed in both of you. I for don't not care. Instantly knowing that, but now I'm pigeonholing myself for every time I'm excited about something. Like, it's Predator. I'm like, no, it's not Predator. But it's anyway, Predator or Doctor Strange. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it is going to be fifth in line of the traditional Predator. Uh, you know, lineage, if you mm-hmm. will. So that's including Predator 1, Predator 2 with Danny Glover, uh, Predators, and The Predator. And then after that will be the next movie. They are completely was... omitting the AVP series. Yeah, like it never happened. We're totally redacting it. I thought that this one was supposed to be like it goes back in time. Or is it way in the future? 
I don't know about either one of those. I read that somewhere. Yeah, no, I, I don't think so. I think they're going to try to somehow reintroduce Dutch. Yeah. Well, there was a theory going around that at because there's a deleted scene at the end of the last, the Shane Black Predator movie where there was a young Ripley. Yes. So they were going to say, oh, time travel's involved and that's how all this, whatever. Right. It's either cloning or time travel or whatever it is. So maybe that's what you read. Maybe uh, I did. I did hear about the potential Ripley introduction into the Predator verse, which is weird. Yeah. I don't see where she fits into that truly, and I'm I'm not trying to be any sort of way. I, I'm mm. I don't prescribe to be the biggest alien fan of all time. Is she a highly decorated soldier? Yes. She is? Mm. Okay. By the end of all that. (laughs) Oh, well, okay, by the end. It's like a Sarah Connor situation. Gotcha. Doesn't start off that way, but ends that way. But, see, I'm more of an alien fan than a Predator fan. She seems like a level 10 survivor, for sure. Mm -hmm. But as far as, Well, she turns from, like, survivor to, I'm going to go hunting these things now. Gotcha. So. Well, that's killer. I saw the first one and the one where she's on some prison planet. Mm, Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I liked them. Mm -hmm. I liked them both. And I love Sigourney Weaver. So. You know, who knows? Hey, I got some news. Let's hear it. I played Xbox for the first time. That's right. <laughs> he did. Let's hear your uh, your response, your reaction. Oh, Let's hear it. my God. Hold on. Let's also preface this by saying that Mark is a PlayStation guy, but yeah. hasn't owned a console in a while. Through and through. Yeah. Uh, well, I got PlayStation 4. I've had every, okay. every incarnation of PlayStation, every okay. uh, Nintendo console, but I've never owned an xbox right last time i played an xbox was the original xbox yeah <laughs> once yeah, yeah at a friend's house way back when and this so, is i i don't think you have any intentions of bashing sony at all they have great consoles yeah, great i mean games, i haven't played the products. playstation 5 yet but xbox uh, impressed me you played the series <laughs> x and you played what i played gears 5 gears 5 my baby oh uh, so, okay so here i was trying i was explaining it to my fiance because uh we went to target yeah. and i found myself Walking over to the Xbox <laughs> section, kind of just browsing, uh, just, uh, look, just, see, just, just see what's going on. I'm sorry, Jen. <laughs> and she's like, "Well, why do you like that one?" Because I was thinking about it, and I I don't play games a lot. I play a lot of easy, simple arcade style games. Yeah, I was able to pick up Gears. I wasn't good at it, but I was able to pick it up and play it, and I had a lot of fun playing it for 20 minutes or however long it was. And I'm like, "This is a lot of fun. I could pick it up." Simple controls. You show me how to do a couple of things. Yeah. I was too good to go. The last game I played that really made me just bang my head against the wall I, was for the PlayStation 4. I bought Red Dead Redemption 2. Ooh. Ah. Which, that which yeah. I heard great things about. And I'm sure it's a fantastic game. But I picked it up. I put it in. The load time was forever. For oh, first, yeah. yeah. Big time. Big so time. It, was a, it was a leave and come back situation. And then I played it for about two and a half hours. And it was like two and a half hours of a tutorial. Yeah. How to shoot a bow. Really how is. To do, how to set a fire, how to stand an animal. And after my first session, I paid 60 bucks for that game. After my first session, I'm like, I am bored. It's already <laughs> lost my interest and I'm out. And yeah. I never put that game in again. Yeah. So this one, I picked it up and I started killing things immediately. <laughs> and I was in. Because <laughs> I just, I don't have the the investment in games like most people do. Right. I'm a casual player. So if I can pick it up, go, oh my God, I played it for an hour and it was awesome. Yeah. That's that's all I need. That's all I need out of a video game. Yep. So, and it's a very action-packed video game with the storyline. I know the yeah. Red, Red Dead Redemption, I mean, we he ended up getting like the $100 version of it and he got the 
I big, played the hell out of it. He thing. did play I'm it. Sure. He did play it for a while. But with Gears, it's like there's such an established story, and there's so much. It's so much action, literally, yeah. like out the gate, that it's it. I, I don't see how it really could lose somebody. I don't know. That's right. speaking well, for somebody who doesn't play it and likes to watch it. So the only the big gripe about Gears was that it seemed clunky and kind of cartoony in the way that their characters were established in the beginning, mm -hmm. and people didn't like the aspect of the cover shooter. Uh, they, they loved it or they didn't. They were yeah. the Call of Duty guy that wanted to run around and shoot freely and not have to be stunk to cover. Yeah, I kind of embraced that. My it's brother, more strategic. my brother Sean and I picked it up and we were like, "This seems like what you would really do." Yeah, yeah. it's more real. It's not a run and gun where you're just gonna run full speed ahead. Right. I mean, so I'm thinking about Red Dead Redemption. I'm getting more mad thinking about it. Real time <laughs> horse riding. I was like, I'm. When you're riding from one town to another, or whatever you're doing in the tr the tutorial at the beginning, yeah, I'm like I'm just holding down X and for minutes at a time, and I'm like this is. If I was planning on playing a game for a hundred hours, I do a four hour tutorial, but if yeah. I'm going to play a game for six hours, I don't want to do a four hour tutorial. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm looking at gears and I'm like I could pick this up and play it yep. twice a week for an hour, and yeah. that's all I need. Like boom, I'm having a good time. Yeah. And, and not you, to mention, it, let's say there, there's Gears has evolved because it hasn't yeah. always been that way. Yeah. Um, but now there's you know horde mode, there's escape mode, yeah. there's versus. I was blown away by all those different modes you were showing me. And I was like, yeah, you can do this, and you can do this, and you can do this. And I'm sure as a Gears person, you might take this as an insult, but it's not meant to be that way. But it gave me a lot of really happy flashbacks of like PC Doom, like yeah. a really high end intensive PC Doom. And I remember how much fun I had playing that game back in the day where yeah. you just pick it up, you play it, and you have a really good time doing it. And the first level of this reminded me of that. Mm -hmm. It gave me that same feeling. So I'm like, this is really cool. I like this. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I think was a big factor for you was when I introduced you to the Game Pass, which I have to give a shout out to my friend Josh oh, yeah. for introducing me to Game Pass because Xbox Live is $10 a month. And he's like, get Game Pass. I'm like, nah, dude, I'm not paying $24 a month to have Game Pass. And I don't know, I wasn't maybe I wasn't paying attention. Maybe I didn't want to mm -hmm. invest in another thing. I see another subscription and instantly I was turned off. I was like, no, 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 not doing that. And then I read it and goes, this takes over your Xbox Live prescription. Prescription. <laughs> Subscription. You need it so, that bad, it's a prescription. Yeah, right. It's a suppository. So <laughs> what? <laughs> She looked at her phone, guys. So now <laughs> I look at the phone for a second, and I'll, now, I came back into the suppository. Now yeah. instead of paying ten dollars, you're paying fifteen dollars, and you're getting all these huge games like Destiny. the The base game is now free, and all the DLCs are on Game Pass. Gears Tactic is on there. Gears Tactics that was Dis on Game Disneyland Pass. Disneyland game is on there. Uh, what is that game? Disney oh my God. Kingdom Hearts. Thank Kingdom you. Kingdom Hearts. Well, no, yeah. Um, that's so it. I mean, and that's all. Like, to I me, I was like, oh, I'm only paying five dollars extra a month for all these games for free. Okay, it's crazy. And let's say one day I decide, you know what, I don't want to do Game Pass, but these games are badass. Now I know I want to go buy it. Yeah. Like I have PlayStation Plus, or I had. I canceled it a while ago, but the game selection is not what you what I saw on Xbox. It yeah. was a lot of, uh, you want Plants vs Zombies? I'm like, well, not really. <laughs> That's right. not really what I was looking to play, but okay. So I mean, they had the entire Gear series. Yeah, they had brand new, uh, like two K games. They had they had everything on there. Yep. 
I, I could mean, play that and never uh, buy an Xbox. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, and it gives you a damn terabyte of memory. So what you don't like, you delete. And you saw the download rates at 350 megabytes per second. That sucker was up and running, yeah, man. Quick. I downloaded Woo! games that have taken us all night to download in 30 minutes. I can't believe the fact that I'm actually contemplating buying it, buying an Xbox. <laughs> that is crazy to me. Yeah, I'll probably wait till after the Christmas rush, and mm -hmm. they'll be easier to get. Another but. another thing which doesn't apply to you, but for other Xbox players out there that have their Xbox uh, One X or their Xbox One or whatever, mm -hmm. you can manage all your consoles through the app. You That's can. Cool. Decide which one you want to be your home console, what do you want to do on which, and you can all handle that from the Xbox app. That's the one thing, because my buddy Rhino and I, who was on the Halloween episode, bought PS3s, yep. was it? A yep. long time ago. Yeah, four or five years ago. We bought PS3s and started playing it for Ghost Recon Wildlands and a couple other games, and instantly the... Big difference is the social features and the interacting and the menu and the way the menu works. I just wasn't a fan of it. I felt kind of clunky. I didn't really know what I was doing or where I was going. That could be a pet, uh, you know, part of the fact that I haven't played uh, PlayStation in forever. I'm somebody who designs UI and UX for a living, and I yeah. look at that menu and I go, Hoo. Yeah, <laughs> I hate it. So I hate when it more you look than at anything. the Xbox menu and the Xbox navigating and the Gorgeous. way things work, it is head and shoulders better. Mm. That's why I found myself saying, oh, I'm switching back over to Xbox. I don't want to play this. The only thing that kept us on there was, uh, what's that mo that game that we loved that you watched me play? Oh, that... Um, the one with Joel. Zombie game. The zombie game. Golly gee, everybody loves it. And Liver there are people die. out there listening to this that go, it's this, and I can't Liver think of it. No, not Liver Die. Not Liver Day. Not Left for Dead. Left for Dead. It's Left not for Left for dead. dead. Damn it, what is the game It's the game? one that you guys talked about on the 24-hour podcast. Yeah. Like seven different times. Which hour? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Last of Us. Last of Us. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Last of Us. So, yeah. Anywho's. Uh, that was big news. So, what's this episode about? Oh, oh, wait. <laughs> After 30 years, The Undertaker retired. Yeah. On Did WWE. Is it still happening to this minute? I, I know. don't know, but apparently Vince McMahon called it WWF live oh, during oh, the pay-per-view. Ruh-roh. Whoopsies. He got a cease and desist from a panda. Probably. <laughs> Instantly. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that's cool. Congratulations, Mark Calloway. Huge fan of the show. I know he listens every week. Uh, good job, man. 30 years. We love you. You've made us laugh. You've we'll made us you cry. We'll see again in a couple years, I bet. You've made us pile drive our siblings and, uh, <laughs> you know, you made us listen to Limp Biscuit for a little while, too. We forgive you for that. I just imagine any time, like, any young teenager, their mom telling them to do something and then... And then them looking back with that Undertaker look. Rest yeah. in peace. Take and then the they get slapped. Yeah, they, yeah. yeah they <laughs> Shut up, Johnny. You're not the dead man. Stop trying to pile drive the cat. <laughs> oh, boy. Stop calling Mittens Kane. <laughs> I was going to say, you're trying to get me started about wrestling. I could talk about wrestling for an we hour, gotta but we'll save, save that. Because we got to get at least to. a little into Venom. It's the last yeah. episode of November. Yeah, we are going to get into Venom right here, right now. And go. Let's talk about where Venom has has come from here. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. like, like Venom in comics, he came Space. as kind of like a... Space. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> he came Tar. kind of like a, a Spider-Man bad guy. And, that's what he's uh, And that's how still as I know and love him, but, you know, it's, but, that's but changing over time. That has changed... A big time for Eddie Brock, if you mm -hmm. ask me. Mm -hmm. I mean, but nobody he is you. starting to be involved in world events anymore. 
things that are going to affect the entire planet and him being a centerpiece in that. He's come a long way. Mm-hmm. Uh, he recently was asked to join the Avengers. Like Which would Captain be America dope. saying, "Yo, come join the Avengers, man. You're you're clearly on the on the right side of things. That's crazy. We want you. Spider Man's been an Avenger. Mm-hmm. Hulk has been an Avenger. Thor has been an Avenger. Are we now putting Venom up on that same tier? I guess we talk are. about an OP Iron team. Man. Mm-hmm. I mean, damn. I think Venom's come quite a long way, and now." With the new story arc, it seems like it's going to be even more so. Yeah, it gets bigger with every comic that comes out, it seems like. Yeah, it does. And the the build the build up that's been coming, and I think uh, Venom and Eddie Brock is going to stay that way. I don't think we're going to have any more major, major hosts. But I think, um, I think he's starting to become one of those top-tier guys that we're going to start seeing in all the major world crossovers like... Uh, when it was Ragnarok, or what was the most recent one they had, where it was kind of like the Asgard and, and Earth had melded and, and come into one. Do we remember that series, oh, what that was called? Um, you read a bunch of them. But anyway, Venom was one of the offshoot stories of that. And he hmm. got those Asgardian runes on him, and he was interacting with major Asgardian characters. And, and you know, the, the fact that they've started to involve him in so many big properties i, I love it I he's doing things happier. i like it yeah he's uh, let's see moving and shaking it's funny because when we first did this we all did our top 10 characters and i know venom and carnage were on mine i think they were two or three mm-hmm. they're starting to encroach on the top wow. spot for me and i'm not gonna lie the like the more in-depth that i read about some of these characters that I might not have known when we first did that, that, you know, when we do episodes on them, character bios or whatever, like these are the type of characters that find their way creeping to the bottom of my list and up yeah. because when you, I mean, anybody, it's, it's just human nature. It's like when you, I know Star-Lord is super badass and I'm just hypothetically speaking, but if he was number five on my list, but I knew nothing about him and then there's Venom that comes in and I do all this re, you know, reading and searching on him. It's like now I feel emotionally invested in him because I spent the time to figure him out and he's fucking cool. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, absolutely. So and that's the thing. I mean, obviously we've talked about it on the show before where we collect the Funkos. Our mm-hmm. biggest collection right now is, is Venom. Yep. Is Venomized. So not only that, we see certain characters like uh, Red Goblin that just came out and he's of course he's not venom he's carnage but reading that you see that you go oh shit now i really want to read about this yeah mm-hmm. and where'd this come from and then you see a quote from the comic you go i really want to go pick up that comic <laughs> yeah it's like last night well i mean this whole month i know we've plugged this before but we have an instagram profile of funko.love and we actually take pictures stage our funkos and we take pictures of them and we post mm-hmm. them on this profile and for november we've done the november thing and last night i took and staged Red Goblin and I, we, we always put a quote with it from. I try to pull it from the comic if, if comics if it's from the comics, because obviously Red Goblin hasn't been on a on the TV screen yet, so there's really nowhere else to pull stuff from. But I had so much fun staging that picture, and now I like he said, it's like I see that one little clip and I read the 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 quote that I pull from it, and I'm like, okay, this guy's super badass. Yeah, I just realized I haven't seen your stuff, your guys' stuff pop up in my Insta feed, no. In a little bit. Well, that's because you're a weird algorithm. Because you're thing. a bad friend. But um, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. So back to Venom. 
Uh, I brought Lethal Protector because I just love the art on that. As soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be amazing. Older story, and all the art inside is super, super duper Dated, cool. but it's, it's really dated, cool. It's dated, but it is super cool. And the story is, I mean, we talked a lot about it a lot when we were, I mean, really in the last two episodes, we've, we've touched on Lethal Protector because we talk about the symbiotes and we talked about the Life Foundation and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And that generally, um, that kind of comes in at Lethal Protector. And then, you know, it's funny because I kind of browsed through Lethal Protector and then I browse through issue 30 and I'm like, man, he's come a long way. Mm-hmm. I mean, currently right now, he's in an alternate universe <laughs> where Venom has taken over everything. Ooh. And all the Avengers are symbiote Avengers. Captain oh America God. is a symbiote. Mm-hmm. Iron Man, Thor, you name it. They're all fire with fire. And they are all being commanded by... Spoiler. So I don't want to say... But that guy, Donatello, plays, plays into Eddie Brock in a major way. So, and then after this episode, after this issue, issue 30, I got to say, issue 31 has got to be the start of King and Black. There's mm-hmm. no Which way. Which it is because it comes out next Wednesday. Or yeah. the Wednesday after this episode comes out, there's, December 2nd. There's also in this particular comic a major time jump. Oh, yeah, I'm talking more than a year. Like wow. in issue 30 or uh-huh. in the whole Yeah, in issue 30. I'm going to In have issue to 30 it says at a certain point 2 years later and I'm like, "Oh. Oh, oh shit." So does 29 leave off kind of like something's resolved? No, this oh. one leaves off like something's somewhat revol- resolved. 30. So where does it say 2 years later at the end of this one? No, right in the middle. Oh, and so you get kind of... Kinda, yeah, I was flipping oh, through and I yeah. saw that. I was like, oh boy. Yeah. I see it. Oh, now she's got to see it. <laughs> no, I, I want to look at the art up close anyway, but... But, um, yeah, and so now I'm excited to see that the first part of King in Black is our favorite guy, Venom, the the, the black symbiote, sitting on top of uh, Peter Parker. So I think we go back to a time where Peter Parker's kind of taking the mantle for people. And I just saw you slipping through that, and I saw Kang the Conqueror, which is amazing. That is not what I expected from this. Nope. You saw that, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. I didn't it, see that. It actually does she, say... I, well, spoiler alert, because she <laughs> saw one of the big things that I that made me say that that's why King of Black is coming. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So, definitely. yeah, it's definitely coming next. I won't oh, necessarily... Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think Venom is about to kick off in a major way. In the in the whole entire comic universe, but I think we're about to bring in a major, 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 major Venom Venom villain. Yeah, I that agree. We didn't I, really know existed until very recently. I think this guy that they're bringing in, Null, that we've talked about. I think Null is going to be on the same tier mm-hmm. as guys like your Doctor Dooms and your Magnetos, people that are God, that ever present. He's like King God issue. level yeah. kind of thing. That just yeah. gave me goosebumps. He's one of those that nobody's going to be able to beat on their own. Mm-hmm. And I think it's not not even Venom alone. I don't even think they're going to let him be the one to, to solve this. I think it's going to be a collective effort. Could this be what pushes him to join the Avengers? You know, it very well could. It very well. You guys could. help me with my problem, and maybe I'll consider joining your little boys group. Well, yeah. so so that's <laughs> brought up band. already. That that null is already brought up to the Avengers. Okay, it's already like, guys, this is what's going down. I'm telling you, it's getting serious, and that's kind of why he's invited 
well, hey, let's do this together. Yeah, if we got something we need to work on. Right. Okay. And Captain America's like, dude, you have shown yourself time and time again. I don't know what people, I, you know, I hear what people are saying about you and having met you, I don't believe it. So I think you are a good guy. I think what you're saying is true and you have the quality to be an Avenger. They have to figure out if he actually chews the head first, if if he swallows the head <laughs> before they can invite Eddie Brock. Into yeah. The yeah, for sure. Well, that's another thing about Venom is he doesn't eat people anymore. He really doesn't. Just tater tots? Yeah, it's just tater, tater tots, tots and, and lobster. Chocolate, chocolate and lobsters. And lobster yeah. tanks. But, um, yeah. Speaking uh, of uh, King and Black coming out next week, though, let's do a quick uh, pluggy plug for old Emerald City Comics. Yeah, our local, uh, if you're here Saturday, in the St. Petersburg area. Yeah, Saturday, the I want to say the 6th. Um, what's his name? Greg? i got to find it. Pachitis? No. Greg Horn. Sorry, almost, that's a, that's a Parks and Rec shout I out. I loved it. Uh, Greg Horn is Pachitis! actually doing uh, signings for the first release of King in Black. And he's yeah. the artist or the writer. Which the one writer. is he? He's the writer. So he's actually going to be there. And he's there's going to be like variant covers for That purchase. you can only get from you him. You can only get from him. And he's, and he's only hitting like five comic book stores in Florida that they're going to be available at. Yeah. Get and it. we are going to get we're it. We're going to go. You're going to get yeah, all five? We're going to go. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm, I want to get the one that only he's got. Mm. Yeah, and it's, um, but yeah, it's Emerald City. It's in Clearwater Pinellas Park area. You should definitely give it a give it uh, a look. See. That's where we get all of our All comics. of our comics. Yep. And 99% of our Funkos. <laughs> they love us over so, there. So yeah, he said there's a super secret tour variant, which is the C cover. Yeah. And it's 40 bucks, or it's going to be between 40 and 60 bucks, but it's signed. Did he show it yet, or is it? Nope. A, no, he's amazing. not showing he won't it at see all it until you're there. So there's an A, B, and C variant cover. The A, B, the A and B are like twenty bucks or something like that. Or no, the A cover is twenty bucks. I'm excited. I the think B that's going to be a busy bucks. freaking day yeah. at Emerald City, boy. We're going to be there. They've been pumping it out, open. man. They have. They just had the Red Ranger and Zordon there. Yeah. I didn't get to go meet him because we couldn't find the Funko box for the Red Ranger, and I didn't want to be creepy. Oh, I was going to ask you about that. You like, hi, buddy. How are you? Love you. Austin and there State. was a there was a long line and we had uh, we had uh, some things going on. Yes, we did. On Saturday. But, uh, but either way, I am definitely, definitely not missing this. It's dude. in our calendar, like it's in our personal calendar. So <laughs> and that's that's this upcoming Saturday too. No, next Saturday. Well, yeah, after this episode releases, yeah, it's December sixth. Yeah. Right. So, so we record just it. a couple days early to bring you guys the premium content you deserve. <laughs> yes. Yes. The room. So yeah, I mean. How about you, Mark? Well, I gotta, I gotta ask you a question. Maybe I've asked you this before. Maybe I haven't. Either way, you're gonna fucking answer me. Oh wow. God, um, so much pressure. What is the last outside of alter ego mm? Marvel story arc that you have read from start to finish? See, I, I dropped off being a Marvel guy a long time ago. That's why I asked. Ah, uh, the Infinity Saga. <laughs> Wow. Long time ago. Long. That's, it's been a while. Probably late teens hmm. is the last time, and I'm old. Wow. And I know <laughs> you've read, I mean, we read Carnage USA mm -hmm. for this. What else did we read? That was a little one-off, though. Yeah. Still, that's a story arc to start to finish. I'll, I'll tell you, the more you tell me about what's going on at Marvel, the more I'm intrigued. Yeah. The more I might actually, you know, go out I, of my I way. think that's pretty pretty funny that you say that because when you do the same thing for DC for us, when you was like, oh yeah, you need to check out Long Halloween, we're like, we all sure right, have to, <laughs> we and we did. I mean, that's what 
I love the most about this podcast is finding out about things I had no idea about. I can't wait to get some of our guys from Emerald City in here with us too because they are just boundless fountains of they knowledge. They are. Oh. It's insane how much they know. My buddy Dave has a tendency to say something to me like, oh, did you know that Green Lantern's done this? And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Tell me more. And he's like, yeah, dude, you didn't know about that? And I'm like, no, now tell me. All the details. <laughs> yeah. Head Start. in hand. Yep. Tell me yes. more. Exactly. And he probably gets really tired of me saying, I so, want to hear I doubt you. it. He loves when we go follow him around the store and talk to him about comic <laughs> books. <laughs> well, so, I feel okay. like, you know, they love us because we distract them from their work. We just go in there and start we having conversations. We go and have fun with them, yeah. Oh, they love it. Uh, Although actual we put actual him to customers work. come we in and they go, what do you want? <laughs> so put him to work. The last... <laughs> The last Marvel comic I read was that Black Panther story that we read. Yeah, oh, you show. poor s- sap of the, uh, well, the, uh, the And I was not a fan. Omnibus no. of things that were important to Black Panther. Yeah, that was bad. And uh. I'm so sorry because I was the one that recommended it. The cover looked awesome and it, it seemed like a decent rise of the king. This know? is why we don't take Megan's recommendations. We take well, Emerald yeah. City's recommendations. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I know. Let me, let me turn her mic I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no but, seriously. that was. I didn't. I mean, I just I looked at the best stories to read and that was one that came up it, and it wasn't horrible but it, i was just reading it and i'm like this is why i read dc like <laughs> we've got to do old man logan too oh yeah didn't you we know? do we've done old man logan for this haven't we no we just did wolverine yeah yeah we just did wolverine actually old man logan's probably the last thing i read and that, that was only about a year ago yeah, i reread yeah. it about a year ago okay then that'd be good for you guys because i haven't read that one I, I definitely would have to read it uh yeah that's gonna be awesome Hmm. I feel like I need to catch up on this Marvel stuff, though. Some of, the, <laughs> some of the things you tell me, I'm like, huh? What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Thor story right now is really good, too. I know that was it's one. It's a Thory. That, it's a Thory. It's a Thory. <laughs> but I knew I know that that's one that we were talk, we've talked about a couple times that I wanted to bring out. And that story is pretty good. So I, I, I want to love that story. But the fact that they're involving Fortnite for me, I was like, I don't like that this. That was just for a one-off. Like, let's see it still. I started seeing that and I was like, eh. I love the idea that Thor's the Herald of Galactus. I, I'm interested in seeing that, but I, I don't know. It wasn't even like a one-off. It was literally just like buried in a Fantastic Four comic mm. for some reason. Mm. I think I need like my top three things I need to read for Marvel. Top yeah. three series. So if any of you out there in Radio Land have any suggestions for me, please leave it. Uh, top three. On- on the uh, old Facebook page. You know what? Let's put that out there on Instagram. And what on, you want uh, me to read? Facebook. What are the top three Marvel story arcs that Mark needs to read? What does Cyborg Mark need to download from the Marvel world? <laughs> what does he need to virtually interface with <laughs> and assimilate into his library of knowledge? I know you guys are joking, <laughs> but I'm just one of those guys. I have to hold the comic. I all my, my brother-in-law, he reads probably... 20 comics a week he does them all on his ipad i'm like no, i can't do I it can't. I, I gotta I, hold it i can read books on my phone or Honey, something what? that's exactly what a cyborg would say don't trust him oh. i hate technology <laughs> <laughs> man this technology is dumb i need real paper comic book i can adjust to reading books on my on like kindle or whatever just because i mean it makes it easy because if he's sitting there playing video games i don't have to turn the light on mm-hmm. i can just sit there and read it but I can't do comics either. I've downloaded a couple comics yeah. on like my Kindle to read, and I just can't. Like I'm ar- I'm already blind, and reading it on a Kindle, it's like I can't. It's I feel so mm-hmm. stupid like trying to zoom in. I gotta I gotta hold it too. I'm the same way. It was funny because when we were um we were gonna do originally like way back like twenty something episodes ago, mm-hmm. we were gonna do Batman vs Punisher for an episode. 
Yeah. And I could not find it anywhere. I have it. Emerald City didn't have it. I have it. Nobody had it. Well, I'll borrow it. I'll let you read it. We have it. What happened was I I downloaded it and I put it on my thing and I read the first three pages. I'm like, I can't do this. Uh, I tried. It was my only option at the time besides asking you apparently, but it was my only option at the time. And I just, I couldn't do it. So I'm like, well, we have it. And then you're like, oh, we're going to do this instead. I'm like, ah, perfect. Thank God. (laughs) There's just something I, I just like it. I like holding the comic. Yeah. It's the there's something about like there's I just, can put it on my little bookshelf yeah. and I got it all. There's something about the nostalgia behind certain practices for certain things, yeah. and I can a hundred percent as somebody who didn't read comics growing up, I can a hundred percent understand that. Yeah. But it's funny because I love holding, um, like when they do volumes, perfect. That's pretty much the only way I buy comics now. Like I try and go through. I went through my old lawn box with a lot of like '90s X Men stuff and some really cool Spider Man stuff. But just opening up like that old paper smell, I'm like, oh, oh. I can't get over this. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. Let me love you. Because when we did um when we did our X Men our uh, character bio on X Men way way back in the day, yeah, I uh I read the first five issues of X Men because I had it in my lawn box. But man, that was it was a crinkly paper and it was just it just had that pungent creepy odor paper. to it. I couldn't get past it. Creepy paper. Creepy paper. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually in the <laughs> middle of I'll putting that, that up right now and saying, what is it that Cyborg Mark needs to read? Tell us all. And I have a suggestion for you too, but you've already read it. I want each of you to give me a suggestion right okay. now. What you got? My suggestion for you is uh, Absolute Carnage. Okay. Absolute Carnage. Is that in a volume edition? Yes, is it, it is. I have the trade paper back at home if you want it. Can I borrow it? Yeah. Thank you. You're asking Marvel? Yeah. Oh, the only one that I've really read start to finish has been Thor. How do you well, feel about it? Which like which it run of Thor? Yeah, what, the new, the one that's out right now. The, there's only nine issues out right now. So you only. didn't read the whole thing. Only well, no, nine. Issues. I'm saying I've read I've read up through the current issue. That's okay. issue nine. That's a that's commitment. Where, that's more than I'm doing. So. Yeah, and I mean I subscribe to it at Emerald City. That's what you call it. They put it in our box every time it releases. So I mean, really, I mean, uh, is there? Do you can you think of anything that I've read that? That's the first thing that comes to mind. Jeez. Um, let's see. Like, what's the best Thor story? What is the best Thor story? My favorite Thor story is Unworthy Thor. Yeah. Oh, is that when he gets cast off? I have no, read, where I've he read lo- bits and pieces of that. He's unable to pick up Mule yeah. anymore. Yeah. That's a pretty good story. I have read that one, too. That's a pretty... Uh, I'm hearing favorite and pretty, pretty good, so pretty, I'm getting conflicted. Pretty feral Thor. Well, you're also talking about a huge Thor fan. Gotcha. And somebody. And I haven't read all of Unworthy. So I'm Thor. probably closer to you, Jack. Than yeah. Yeah. So being I, a huge I mean, Thor I, fan, I'm more excited when Beta Ray Bill shows up. When Beta Ray Bill shows up, I'm a fangirl. I Beta am. Beta Ray Bill's in the new line. Wheeling like a girl. Briefly. And what but... she read me about to me about it, I was like, <gasps> Yeah, he does fangirl. <laughs> I love Beta Ray Bill. He does. Yeah, because Beta Ray Bill is pretty much like tells pretty much puts Thor in his place. Always. Like if you're gonna act like an ass, I'm gonna kick your ass. Oh. Like, let's go. I'm not going to let you do this. Yeah, it's pretty dope. I see why you like him. I love Bill. <laughs> He's my guy. Yeah, he is, um, he is honor like through geez. and through. Other story arcs that you could read. Like, I've read like Age of Ultron. I've read Days of Future Past. I've read... St- you can read Secret Wars. The original? <laughs> you know it's a good one? I've read the original Secret Wars, oh. not the new one. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't... He got it for me for my birthday, and I still haven't... Finished it. The uh, one from a couple years ago, five years ago. I think so. Which one know. did I get you? You got me the thick paperback or the trade, the thick trade paperback. Oh, was it yeah. from like 2015 right. or like 1995? No, like 2015. Okay. 
see. But I haven't. I we've had we've been on and off reading so much stuff. I haven't I haven't been able to dive into it because it's a big one. Uh, I liked Punisher War Machine a lot. Mm-hmm. It kind of was a deaf Jack Russell. You let him out, and there's really no way to pull it back in and go okay. And the way it ended, I think, was kind of stupid. Mm-hmm. But I really liked seeing Punisher in the War Machine. Armor. That's cool. I mean, ima- just imagine yeah. Punisher in the War Machine armor. He, he I've seen that helmet before. Exactly, I'm like, exactly, cool. exactly the way you think Frank Castle acts. That's, that's how he acts. On the okay. Um, See, I don't read a lot of Marvel stuff because I read like the Rat Queens, like the D and D stuff and Saga. Well, was, there you go. Well, well, Rat Queens yeah. is a cool one, but like I mean, that. it's just a bunch of it's a bunch of like. I, I was like, yeah, we'll tell him that, but he asked for Marvel. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. Like that, so, I read comics, I just don't read a whole lot of Marvel so stuff right now. The last series I read before, because I usually wait till the volume comes out, but the last series I read issue by issue and was on the edge of my seat for was Spider Man: um, The Clone Saga. Mm-hmm. Which was a huge mess. Ooh. <laughs> it went for four years and ended very unfavorably. Oh, that's the worst. They kind of lost their way about halfway through and started going, okay, how do we make this longer? Because it was selling really well. It started really nicely. And uh, it pulled people in right away. And then like, okay, well, we were going to do 10 issues. How do we make it 20 issues? So they're like, okay, we'll do this. Okay, now it's 20. Well, it's still selling, so let's make it 30 issues. So they just kept doing that till they hit like 50 issues. And by the time they got to the end, they're just like, uh, we fumbled it. That's what I think happened with Deadpool versus Spider-Man. That was great in the beginning. There was depth to Deadpool's interactions with Spider-Man. The way it starts out, Spider-Man hates Deadpool. Spider-Man is the reason, or Deadpool's the reason Spider-Man quits the Avengers. Wow. Um, He doesn't like him, but Deadpool's in love with Spider-Man. Like, <laughs> you want to be your best friend, man. And... It's that dynamic of them learning about each other, <laughs> whether they want to or not. <laughs> and they slowly but surely started to, you know, hit hit their stride. And then I was like, oh, no, they're just doing the two big, huge property thing where they're, they're, we're just going to put them together and whatever happens, happens. Yeah. And Wackiness that, ensues. That made me angry. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, yeah, I'm not a fan of this. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I, I'm posting it right now. I hope we get some good ones. Hey, uh, you told us one more day, Spider-Man, one more day. We have yeah, that we at home. That oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a very good one. So, uh, yeah, I think all the story. Okay, now I'm thinking about it. I think I just read a lot of Spider-Man because like there's like Craven- Craven's Last Hunt, yeah, which is top tier gold level comic. So, I think I just read a lot of Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think I really ventured out until the other Marvel stuff for some reason. I did a lot of Ghost Rider back in the day. But yeah, but all that uh, the Ven- the Spider Man side stories I never really got into like the Venom series and the Carnage series and all that so maybe I should have we're gonna find out I think you'll really like Absolute Carnage I really like I read it. Maximum Carnage back in the day yeah right <laughs> <laughs> That's and I played the Sega Genesis game I read Deadpool versus Thanos that was good too oh I never read that Deadpool wins <sighs> yeah. Yeah, as impossible as that sounds, read the comic. Oh, I bet it makes sense. Mm. Well, all right. I think, you know what? I think this has been a successful November. Yes, it has. It what do you guys certainly think? has. The first of many, hopefully. Uh, we haven't we're been actually, canceled yet. We're actually doing pretty well. We're chugging right along. We're, I what, know. half a year we've been doing this now? I know. I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, we're getting there. Yeah. We're doing, doing things. You know, when we things. looked for names and we found Alter Ego, we looked at other Alter Ego podcasts. 
Let me preface this by saying we have not listened to them. We don't know who they are. Sure, they're wonderful people. But we now, I think, have more episodes than the other ones did. We do. Okay, so I was going to bring this up to you privately, but I'll bring it up to you publicly now. <laughs> oh, boy. Because I'm, I'm an algorithm, online, whatever, whatever guy. So now, when because before, when you would go to iTunes and type in Alter Ego Podcast, uh, a, a fashion podcast from 2015 would pop up first. Uh-huh. But because we have so many positive five-star reviews, we're the first podcast that comes up for Alter Ego now. Do hey! we have a lot of positive five-star reviews? We do. I don't so so thank them. you, everybody, for leaving us five-star reviews on iTunes and Spotify. And if you wouldn't mind continuing to do so, if you haven't done it yet, we would really appreciate it. It helps us come up higher in the algorithm. That's oh. outstanding. I didn't know that. You guys are awesome. I didn't know that either. I signed up for 87 iTunes accounts. And <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, oh, the rank's so you high. bastard. <laughs> no, I didn't. You got, no, I know. I'm just being funny, but that's that's hilarious. I, I did not, I did not see that coming. <laughs> uh, hey, thank you, Jen. I love you. <laughs> nah, she You're didn't. the best. She didn't you anything. didn't? You're the worst, Jen. <laughs> I thought we were friends. So thank you, guys. It means yeah. a lot to me, uh, and it means a lot to them when I tell them. Happy November. Yes. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Yish. We will be back here in December. With Lord knows what. For what could possibly we have? And then Januinember. Oh. And then Febrinember. <laughs> no, no, we had something else for January. I forget what it was. What's oh, serial killers. Serial wary. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, there's the rock and roll music. You know what time it is. Thank you so much for checking out the Alter Ego podcast. And we will see you next week. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy November. And we'll see you in December. Turkey, turkey, turkey. Ow. Rob says this is where he puts all the ads. Mm. So people haven't listened to this yet. I'm sorry. If you got through all the ads for this part, I love you. Yes, You're amazing. We love you. And Ryan hasn't said anything the whole episode. Yeah, no, he's he just been sitting there quietly. <laughs> Whatever. It's fine. He'll be back. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. From the New York Times bestselling author Paula McLean comes a propulsive new mystery. A missing girl. A broken woman. The truth is hard to see when the stars go dark. When the stars go dark is available wherever books and audiobooks are sold.